It's time to put on your camo, lace up your combat boots, make a funny face, do a funny voice, run like a goon, make your hand look like you're holding a cigar, and try to figure out how the hell to handle this war in Afghanistan. On this episode of Geeked Up Presents Netflix and Chat, we watched War Machine. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always on this is the Anthony Michael Hall to my Brad Pitt, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! you guys couldn't see, I was saluting Liam the while he was... <laughs> General on deck! <laughs> now that, of course, was... Uh... Oh, dude, I think the guy's name Nico Cage and Warren Ellis. Nick Cage? <laughs> I just Nick Cage on soundtrack? What? That sounds good. That sounds Nico good. Cage, the Greek Nick Cage. I like it. Nico Cage. He makes ex- crazy experimental drum song. More <laughs> themed drum I mean, this is kind of psychedelic for like a... Uh... Yeah, for a second I thought we were uh, doing the XOXO episode again. <laughs> I know, seriously. The way it started, but... Uh... The drum beat's about to kick in uh, on XO. That's how I like to think uh, the army is like that you... Uh... <laughs> like XOXO? That's actually or... like the song instead of the uh, trumpet. <laughs> well, actually, ironically, it's not really like XO, but uh, XOXO, but this episode does have kind of uh, a The Dirt kind of feel based <laughs> off a book. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> so, right. We'll get into that. We'll get into that, but, but uh, before Once we... again, very different movies on Netflix and chat. For sure. For now, every week in a row. we can't. I can't get into a rhythm here. My Netflix <laughs> is all confused. It's yeah. starting to throw uh, God knows what at me in the recommended pile. For sure. I'm still allowed. Uh, last... We've gone, let's shoot, should we just run them down real quick? We've gone from Roma to Outlaw King. All right. Uh Then XOXO to The Dirt. Correct. To now The War Machine. The War Machine. Or just War Machine. Which okay, uh, I, I was unpleasantly... Because the war machine is Cheadle from Avengers. Yeah, exactly. So. That's what I thought we were watching this. I was like, oh, shit, there's a war machine movie I missed out on, an Avengers one? It is not. <laughs> it is not that at all. Don Cheadle is one of the only actors that actually isn't even in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And he's usually in all these kind of movies. He's uh... Yeah, we can't get, uh, you know, besides the dirt, which we did our... Uh... You know, we made that one our special feature, but that got the golden ticket. That's did get the so golden far, ticket, as well as Roma. I guess we started this bad boy off with the golden ticket as well. But you can totally tell that uh, we are definitely doing these things random. Like <laughs> I, for one, would not have picked in a million years. Maybe we got to watch War Machine, you know. But uh, and before we really break it down, of course, remember to check back over uh, the old uh, Netflix and chat catalog. Yeah, on, speaking uh, of all those other great episodes. That's right. A lot of love on the dirt. You know, thanks, guys, for listening to that yeah. one. Uh, not quite as viral as Roma. Yeah. However, <laughs> yeah. not quite the uh, uh, the uh, Acad- uh, Academy Award winning classic. So Yeah. And but not- I think that we're finding the more popular the movie, the more listens we're getting. So, sure. so yeah, not quite the stinker <laughs> of the Outlaw King. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, uh... Yeah, a lot of love on uh, the dirt. So thanks for listening to that. Of course, uh, check out everything out and the uh, check out all the old past episodes and geeked up episodes on the Geeked Up podcast on uh, SoundCloud, Facebook, iTunes. Of course, we Hit also us up have... on the cloud. We're hanging in the town. <laughs> We're on the book. We're all over the place. Those are the quick <laughs> abbreviations. <laughs> but all uh, of your media's. We're on them. 
Yeah, and it's on the same page as the Geeked Up page, too. So if you're listening for classic old episodes of the Geeked Up podcast, those are all on there. For the sure. If you want to listen to uh, uh, just general pop culture news of April of 2016, you can go <laughs> to, uh, I guess, episode 13 and randomly listen to that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's one. hilarious. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> I'd say whatever episode we uh, do the closer look on our uh, favorite moments from the first, like, seven episodes. <laughs> yeah. That's our, a, that's a our best of the first seven. I mean, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so all of those. But I guess that also, you know, any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want us to watch, email us at the geeked up podcast at gmail.com. That's true. That's true. Oh, that's those the emails. geek day. You got to put that the in there and definitely send us your, uh, your corrections and thoughts on our past episodes as well as any potential golden ticket movies you'd like to see. Correct. Like and, I was uh, saying, the more popular the movie, the more listenings we're getting. So give us – we're all ears at this point to something to uh, – whatever the peeps want us to review – as long as it's part of the Netflix contra, that's right. That's <laughs> as, long right. As, as long as it's part of our exclusive Netflix deal, so then also we might have something new coming out in the swag bag for you guys too. I haven't posted it yet, but there uh, might be a brand new picture of the Geeked Up Boys uh, Netflix and chatting Aut- autographed pictures of the Geeked Up Boys coming soon. So there's a brand new picture. I'll put it out online soon. You can see it on f- our Facebook page, probably our SoundCloud page too. But keep a lookout for that. We'll be uh, sending those out to some <laughs> lucky listeners. <laughs> and it's a good one. It's, uh, I mean, I think it was from our. Uh, I think it was from the uh, the uh, our Oscar special from if the red uh, carpet of our Oscar special. I think. If you guys ever wonder what we look like, if you've never met us before and wonder what we look like, this picture is a pretty good presentation. <laughs> but I'll be excited to see which one you guys me think is Devin, me and which one me you and think Devin is were Leo. Hanging out in Times Square, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we had yeah. one of those eighty-year-old uh, <laughs> uh, Chinese guys draw us up a car- a caricature. Oh man, it's a. Uh, and we were wearing our tuxedos, I believe. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. Were we wearing... I don't want to reveal too much, uh, <laughs> but uh, it'll be put out pretty soon. That so. will be in the swag bag prize closet soon That's enough for you bag. guys. But enough uh, chit-chat about past stuff and future prizes. I think that'll get us into uh, this to Netflix and chat. Enough of the chit chat. Let's get to let's get to Netflix and chat. Of course, we're standing at attention on this one for War Machine, and that's in order. And I'll give you guys the quick breakdown of this movie of just you know the usual stats I throw at you guys. It's rated. Another one, too, and i got to look this up, why this happens. It's rated TVMA. Okay, again. interesting. We kind nice. of ended the show when you mentioned that. I theorized that there must be some Netflix stipulation where they don't have to rate movies. But some of them Because I rated. guess yeah. ever since Roma, though, I think they've all been TVMA. Because we were maybe Outlaw King. I think rating, Outlaw King was we were Because int- yeah. remember, we were psyched at uh, XOXO because we thought maybe some tits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Old Haley from <laughs> Modern yeah, Family. Exactly. How old is she in this movie? <laughs> you Googled that? Delete Google <laughs> search. <laughs> and then uh, after that was, I guess, The Dirt, which made sense yeah. for that one. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, that yeah. was kind of appropriate. However, uh, I think The Outlaw King probably was the TVMA as well. It probably got it all started. But yeah, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Again, uh, TVMA, and this one definitely could have could have passed as an R. Yeah, or probably PG-13. PG-13. Yeah, I think we're gonna squeeze the PG-13. We're, we're in the there. 2000s. I think you can say fuck in PG-13 movies. So. Yeah, enough times, at least once or twice. Uh, its runtime was two hours and two minutes. A little long for a Netflix movie, if I have to be <laughs> the judge. But its category I'd was say right about at the brink. However, for this movie, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Was, its category is classified as a comedy drama war movie. 
So Comedy, little, drama, war. A little bit of everything. Dramedy for war. You. <laughs> the director is uh, David McLeod. McLeod. McChode. <laughs> McChod. McChod. Uh, oh, that's probably it. Uh, kind of looked him up earlier. Do you say chode or chod? I say chode. Just okay, I say, I say I say chod. McChode. <laughs> no, like, but when you when when you're when you're talking about the uh, the term, you call it a chode. <laughs> you call it a chod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that's fucking what. <laughs> that's got to be a regional thing. Yeah, I guess like, that's look a at regional his little chod. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> at least. <laughs> Is that chode. serious? Are you sorry, serious? Yeah, no, for sure. That's why when you said McChode, it was like, all right, that must be his name. And then I got what, that you, what you were going for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. That uh, definitely. <laughs> I kind of yeah, I give it the hard odd sound. Yeah. Like, Is uh, that a new podcast idea? <laughs> Listen to a regional way you say hilarious, <laughs> hilarious curse words. And I think it's both. Wait, you call it the surly pirate, <laughs> not the angry pirate. What? <laughs> Um, the Cl- it's the Clifton Steamer, right? <laughs> you guys got with the the old Jersey Clifton Steamer. <laughs> oh, we could do this. <laughs> I could do this for days. Um, the synopsis of this movie is uh, an idiosyncratic chode general <laughs> opposition from enemies, allies, and bureaucrats while leading a massive rebuilding operation in Afghanistan. The cast is uh, starring, which I guess we should have said, the uh, Mr. What's in the Box himself. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We get Mr. What's in the Box. Brad Pitt. What's I'm just going to do a crazy rundown of how surprising a this is. A crazy rundown. I thought this cast just real fast, dude. <laughs> yes, yeah, an insane Pitt, rundown. Brad Pitt, Topher Grace, R.J. Siler, Anthony Michael Hall, Alan Rugg, Griffin Dunn, Ben Kingsley, Will Poulter, Lakeith Stanfield, Meg Tilly, Scoot McNary, Tilda Swinton, and Russell Crowe. I mean, Ben Kingsley, Russell Crowe, <laughs> Tilda Swinton. Those are three Oscar winners right there. Yeah. Plus Brad Pitt and Topher Grace, Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, a bunch of those other names are guys that DB over here can give you the wrong. Yeah. But those are all faces. Like, if you, if the name isn't familiar, the, face would the be faces familiar. would be familiar. For sure. As well as you know Brad Pitt who's probably as big of a Hollywood star as there is as the star and then okay, like you know you got Russell Crowe to do like the, like a cameo scene yeah, you know seriously uh, absolutely epic for, for a Netflix for a movie Netflix and movie. this was a 2017 Correct. Netflix yes, movie yes, so this is a couple of years ago kind of I'd say we've talked about it but mm-hmm. uh, really uh, Roma kind of being in a lot of ways the demarcation line of Netflix movies for up sure. in their game I remember so this, this is when it was yeah I remember when this movie came out even like watched a trailer for it and was like maybe <laughs> and then never. I mean it's the kind yeah. of thing that you would figure if it got theater release it's mm-hmm. like you know what I mean it's you know it's it's Ocean yeah, Eleven save it for the kitschy uh, questions buddy <laughs> <laughs> no that's true but it was just like it would be you know what I mean one of those massive ensemble cast where just based on the trailer oh, sure. alone if you're sitting in the theater with your popcorn mm-hmm. and you're seeing well like all these you know like and if you watch the trailer for it too it seems like a funny enough like movie it's like oh look Brad Pitt's doing another uh, silly voice and, which like, was interesting with, 12 the, with the synopsis, you gave it as the comedy drama war because it really did float between. At yeah. first, it starts off, it's just like, all right, I see where this is going, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, wars, because it's, it's very satirical. Yeah, so, like, it is. War, satire, kind of, but then, no, it's like actually war movie. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, wait a minute, but it's, is it. For sure. Is it a biopic? Because I found actually? a lot of it uh, very funny. 
like at the beginning too. I was like, oh, it's a straight up not a straight Iraqi up comedy. Invasion was a hoot. I got yeah. <laughs> I was laughing. The insurgency the rebellion was. Uh, but it was, there was some hilarious moments, no doubt about it. There were some laughs. Yeah, there no, were some tears, over, but definitely some laughs. I literally lol, dude, when the fucking <laughs> when both him and the old guy couldn't figure out how to turn the voicemail off the computer, like the FaceTime off. They're both like banging on the thing. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> I like that. I mean, when the fucking sheik of Afghanistan was uh, was to- was watching. Dumb and Dumber I was, <laughs> was a highlight of mine. I've been yeah. there before on a sick day, yeah. on a pretending to be sick day, and I'm just getting stoned watching Dumb and Dumber. Like, but definitely could relate yeah. to that character. Ben Kingsley, <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. Um, for yeah, sure. who was played by Ben Kingsley, amazingly enough. Like, so. Uh, I guess one of the stats that you might have forgotten to mention, however, I, it's one of the ones that I keep a ready tab of, but I think we've, for and again, possibly for like the third episode in a row, but we might have hidden a new rock bottom. We might have hit a new rock bottom for Rotten Tomatoes review, because <laughs> yeah. this one came in at a hearty 48% yeah. on the tomato. Really bad reviews. <laughs> really Six out of ten on IMDb. Reviews. Like, re- really bad. Yeah, yes, like, and I think that had to be, was the dirt... We could uh, we, we we this this maybe is a good email win a win a picture of the geeked yeah, up yeah, boys yeah. but I think the dirt might have actually been in the 30s potentially because that was like such a bad movie really I but I don't remember I thought the dirt was actually barely rotten I didn't know it was okay. uh I mean I don't know because the uh, filthy rotten okay we'll wait and see we'll wait and we'll wait and get corrected by the yeah I don't remember if it was or not yeah send us an email let us know. But something interesting to, cat- to, to, to keep track of, mm-hmm. and I feel that uh, we very well, very well for the third week in a row, be setting the record for rock bottoming yeah. on our. Uh, and I guess pr- this might actually be just like a downward Got streak stinker, man. Yeah. since uh, Roma. Well, it's been all downhill <laughs> since that. I yeah. mean, yeah, we really have to uh, hope for like a beast with no nation draw one of these times because. Uh, <laughs> And I think we're going to find that with most of these Netflix movies is that, like, they are the new straight-to-DVD, you know? Like, Netflix original movies are turning out to be the straight-to-DVD yeah, yeah, features. Yeah, for sure. When we were, like, younger, and be like, oh, Definitely. the movie didn't even, like... Uh... We talk about it all the time. Well, that's kind of how it started. And at this point, I'd say, when this movie came out, they're probably, at this point, trying to fight their way out of that. Mm. And just a couple of years later, they will have successfully done that with uh, Roma, Roma, as well as Ballad of Buster Scruggs, exclusively. Put Hell yeah, effort. that's right. That was another like Oscar caliber movie. So they've really changed totally, and now when a big release like that is on Netflix, you won't be surprised. At War Machine, it was still as well. There was that movie with Will Smith, I think, where it was uh, another right. Movie. Yeah, wow, yeah. a big like high budget movie. But on I think Netflix? if we ever get what? to that one, it's gonna be. I think that one's also like another right rated stinker. <laughs> like I think <laughs> yeah. None of these movies are coming off that hot. But here's another one, too, I guess, for two weeks in a row, though. This one, again, is based off of a book. Yes. Okay. I brought it up earlier, but again, we're going, we're going well, to the dirt on it. Again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're going back to, again. We're circling back, but we're going to the dirt on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one wasn't the the book. I don't think was the uh, the iconic classic. As yeah, the, the whole as the, the dirt. Was. Yeah, the whole platoon didn't write this book together. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> is this from the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is actually from. Uh, but it was kind of a confusing point, I guess. Yeah. What was the story of the? The book is called The Operators, and it's by Michael Hastings, who was a uh, reporter who wrote a book. Uh, I didn't do that much. <laughs> That's how books come out. Of. Yeah, but well, no, it was mostly. about you know he sat in. It was it was 
I guess very similar because that was kind of one of the confusing parts when you were watching this like we mentioned like is this bio when the uh-huh. movie started it kind of seemed like it was I kind of had like the like an inglorious bastards kind of feel I thought it was, it was just like a for straight sure. up fictionalized because again I didn't do any research before the movie started me neither so uh, I thought it was totally fictionalized throughout the movie you get the, the, the sense that it very well must be a biopic however you felt very loosely based yeah it did, just there was just certain things of them like mentioning a Rolling Stones article, actually saying 60 Minutes, actually like having the president be Obama, you know yeah. what I mean? Just but like, there was just like a the... real general that that really did uh, have a Rolling Stones piece about him, really did appear general on 60 Minutes. Stanley McChrystal. Mc and he also Crystal. had a Mick in his name, Correct. much like uh, Glenn McMahon. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad <laughs> yeah. So that even further made you feel that like, so I, I don't know if this guy really was like a crooked eye, Talking, uh, yeah, crooked finger. <laughs> Sam Elliott top voice talking. Uh, so I don't know, like, if if the Brad Pitt really based the whole character off of him, or it was kind of written based on his story. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean. And again, we you won't get those. Again, email us because you won't yeah. get those answers. <laughs> Not from us. <laughs> yeah. We have our guesses. I I think it's the story, and he's kind of put his own inglorious bastard twist on it. Because <laughs> again, when you see the trailer, it's like, oh, he's doing that voice again. But instead of like, <laughs> I want my scalps, he's like, all right, guys, no more scalps. We're uh, <laughs> got to try to unify Afghanistan. Yes. It's a very and I guess Brad Pitt is uh, another big point now that we're talking about him from Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. which is an all-time classic Brad Pitt character. And in my book, Brad Pitt for being like a and I've said this before. I've been I've been ridiculed by my friends in past uh, conversations, but for being like a Hollywood heartthrob kind of guy, Brad Pitt in some of the all-time classic movies. Oh hell yeah, man! Dating from uh, uh, what's in the box himself seven, yeah, seven legitimate classic 12 monkeys man 12 monkeys of course he's Nash. doing the same eye in 12 monkeys <laughs> he's that he's doing in this eye. movie yeah, yeah exactly right. he's bringing a little bit he's of all this glorious bastard's voice he's and doing 12, 12 monkeys eye 12 monkeys eye but then of course you got snatch you got fight club yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. all sorts of classics but uh, so, you know, him – so uh, whenever he stars in the movie, I feel that, you know, there's good chance – he's got good taste, I feel, sometimes. He picks some good ones. And then the other interesting factor, the, the Brad Pitt factor for this movie, plays a huge thing for me because he's, okay. the, like, the main – you know, main by guy. far and away the main star. He's in, like, all the scenes. Yeah, for but, sure. Uh, the fact that it's a Netflix movie, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt's the you know so far and away the star. It's got such an amazing cast. Mm-hmm. It leads me to believe that Brad Pitt must be like creatively responsible for this movie somehow as well. Correct. No, I thought the same thing too. So I actually looked this one up. Okay, and you did. All right, nice. Because again, no research <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. He produced this movie. Because it doesn't yeah, or say his production company is, produ- is produced he it. Plan yeah. B. To correct. He for is. Band. That's his, okay, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't say like produced by Brad. Pitt, no, it doesn't. It's written a... by Brad Pitt, starring Brad. But you got the feeling that this simply must be a yeah. Brad Pitt. He just got a bunch of buddies project. that he knew yeah. would do it. Be like, I'm doing a movie for sure, for yeah. sure. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to have a chance of getting cast in Ocean's Thirteen? Well, then you better show up for my goddamn uh, <laughs> shitty war movie, Ben Kingsley. <laughs> Who's right. like, yes, sir, Brad Pitt. <laughs> Anything for? And I can't it's get sir, Ben Kingsley, I but no big deal, no big deal. Yeah. But it's um, like, look, both scenes you're gonna be either watching TV or laying in bed and watching TV. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously, it's a pretty easy game. You get to wear a fun hat. Yeah, you can watch Dumb and Dumber. Sure, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah, it's, <laughs> that was that's part of his in writer, Ben Kingsley's like, like <laughs> stipulation yeah. contract. Like, there's always a scene where, uh, for now on, I'm where I'm. I'm watching Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> but so to take that step one one step further throughout the movie, you couldn't really kind of help but feel that this is Brad Pitt's 
you know, quasi political f- statement about the war. For sure, itself. Yeah, you would think that. You uh, know, and uh, he again is not the writer, not the director. However, being the producer yeah. and the fact that it's a, like a shitty Netflix movie that he's starring in, he's got to have a lot of the creative control. He probably liked and the book. This couldn't be the kind of thing where he's like afterwards was just like, hey, like I was pretty pissed with the studio portrait. You know, yeah, what no, I mean? no, no, no. Like, I'm sure he's he, proud of it. Yeah, for sure. Or uh, you know, definitely. You know, uh, if not proud of it, at least like the movie kind of went in the direction that it intended to with what it was trying with, with what it ultimately sure. said yeah. about the war from a political standpoint. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 and we'll get yeah. into that as we go through the movie. But it was, uh, you know, obviously you're talking an Iraq, you know, an Afghanistan war movie, so it's uh, obviously it's a huge political slant to it. You know, but yeah, but you couldn't help get a feel that this is Brad Pitt's political slant for sure. Well, <laughs> and know? also I think he like. You know, like what the general was saying, and just the whole idea of Afghanistan itself it was like pretty much in the movie itself. How it's this whole different thing now. You know, you can't like just go in there. It's not a straight up war for movie. Sure. It's him trying to figure out like no doubt how to make it good. And for you sure. know, it's you know kind of like they said they just fired the old general. He takes over for the general. The sure. He's the new general. I mean, and I guess like, we can even start off the run through there. But they kind of portray that the the picture that it's the that the United States is like a bad NBA franchise with <laughs> yeah. a rotating door of shitty. Head Head coaches sure. <laughs> every year they bring in one dude to get fired when like the they when they draft Zion and can finally rebuild absolutely dude yeah but, exactly yeah and that's really what it is so it really just like and then like opens the movie with like 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 you were saying and then it just kind of gets to like Brad Pitt walking through like an airport and they really break down who he is as a person of just like this <laughs> robot Most epic guy ever yeah. Uh, sleeps five hours and four hours a night, runs five miles every morning. Like he's one of these guys that got straight A's, but also misbehaved. Also misbehaved. Which yeah. they made a point of saying, which is basically the dream of every you know high schooler out yeah. there. You want to you want to be the guy that misbehaves, I'm cool, but, but you academia. My academia is also very <laughs> exactly yes. So was, Brad Pitt achieved that for sure somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and for he some was also, reason they, they never s- said what happened to his eye. But me and Devin are going to make a lot. Of facial expressions yeah, that you can see yeah. while we're doing this podcast. <laughs> you were We've saying. got pirate face this entire time. <laughs> but he closes his he, he, like. I guess he does twelve monkeys. Have you seen twelve monkeys? Yeah, he's doing he twelve monkeys. Does yeah. twelve monkeys face? It's not the voice. So, and then the voice. Well, we will do the uh, our best to, to replicate Brad yeah, Pitt's voice. And I want my scope. His Batman voice. <laughs> I was calling his Brad. Brad Pitt's Batman voice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's pretty good. That's he was good. doing Christian Bale Batman for but some reason. not as raspy. He was just more, well, then you're going to have to adapt. Not as raspy, but still pretty fucking raspy. Yeah, but raspy <laughs> right. enough, I mean, up. nobody's as raspy as fucking... But yeah, he's this machine. He doesn't sleep. He runs five miles every day. Uh, he's extremely charismatic as well. He's not like he's very like stereotypical drill sergeant. Mm. Yeah, but yet he's also a little bit more uh, charismatic and personable yeah, than these other guys. He's very you know? humble, but he does in a way that uh, you know he's doing it because he knows he's better than <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. I love that too. And he is, but they do portray that he is very militaristic. Like he, uh, they try to give him the fancy 
fancy dorm with the TV, yeah. and yeah. I'll be, I'll take the little bunker over yeah. here, and I'll make They're sure to put to my sneakers any. under the bed in very organized. Fa- it's like, all right, we get it. You're a fucking. But as well, I was I really thinking of who's the asshole that ended up getting like the good bunk in that scenario. You know, I guess Topher like Grace. somebody got fragged in that situation, like for for getting you know, like why does Thompson get to sleep in the room with the yeah, TV? Yeah, yeah. Let's get him with the soap. The soap <laughs> suck. You know, like so we got Gomer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Imagine Topher Grace took it. You know, he's a private contractor. <laughs> That's, true. That's true. I guess after they run through, like who Brad, Brad Pitt, Pitt is. Yeah, I but guess. I said too. And I guess should we talk about this now? Because I do keep bringing back that he runs five miles every okay. morning. Yeah, I guess we can't go any further. This, is really... this was really my main takeaway of the movie. I don't know how I <laughs> yeah. forgot it. That's the only thing I text Devin of this whole movie was. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Did you like the movie?" And you're like, "No." Well, let's talk about this more. <laughs> My only, re- I'll, I'll just give yeah, you my you own have, review. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what does Brad Pitt not know how to run? What is the? He's doing like not to get too just reference heavy, but he's doing like Bette Midler, a uh, straight arm <laughs> Seinfeld, where like or whoever the character that still, like, that doesn't swing the armed out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was Bette Midler, but it whoever like Bette couldn't Midler, swing their arms and he's he's just got like yeah like his arms just straight to the side, yeah. not moving as he runs like fifteen miles a day and kind of like his legs are kind of bowled out. Yeah, too. he doesn't know how to run and yeah. it's the kind of question where is this like is this really how <laughs> yeah. stanley mcwhat's his face ran or, or is this some weird character choice he's making for some reason or, or does this <laughs> asshole not know how to run because yeah. we and liam started talking about it too because i said that too i was like dude it's probably like how what he's doing for the character and liam's like all right well when have you ever seen brad pitt run in a movie yeah and I was can like, we I, can we possibly oh. <laughs> id like in snatch he can definitely box sure. but can he run i don't I'm, know if he's the only thing i would think of is troy maybe but i think Again, I, there was a lot more of him standing with his yeah, with his hand spear. up, holding yeah, yeah, a sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I do, so again, email another huge email. Yeah, uh, prize Brad goes to video. Uh, if you can provide video evidence of Brad Pitt <laughs> running, uh, autographed picture of the B, and then I as well <laughs> took it a step up a step further, and then provided you with evidence of other actors who I believe can't run. <laughs> okay, there's of course Vince Vaughn and Rudy, yeah. who who plays the running back, and like he obviously doesn't know how to run. Yeah. <laughs> like he's it's not tall. like a choice he's making because it's a football movie, so he. He would be a he's the running back. Yeah, he, exactly. You would. okay as well. Michael J. Fox in uh, in a uh, Teen Wolf. <laughs> okay, where obviously learned how to dribble like Bradley Cooper learned how to play the guitar. Fucking two <laughs> yeah, days yeah, before. Yeah. My theory with that is it's surprising Vince Vaughn didn't know how to run. He looks like an athletic guy. But yeah, Michael J. Like Fox is two things. One, he's like 4'9 in real life, so he's probably <laughs> never really a baller Well, he needs the up. ball handling skills, I mean. But uh, in the movie, if you remember Teen Wolf, we're not really breaking down Teen Wolf, but I'll get into it real fast, is that <laughs> when he's not a wolf, he's kind of supposed to be a shitty ball player. Okay, And then he true. needs to be a wolf to ball out. But in real life, he's also wearing like 40 pounds of wolf <laughs> fucking prosthetics. That's he's true. got These furry are like arms. 80s wolf hands. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah, he's wearing yeah, that's true. like it's... Halloween gloves. <laughs> that's true. All right, that's a very valid point. I guess he really can't dribble in like Halloween. Because <laughs> that's actually exactly <laughs> no, how he's dribbling. Is like you're wearing goofy <laughs> costume gloves. <laughs> <Like all kids. laughs> yeah. In that standpoint, he's actually pretty good. With, uh, yeah. He's got a good handle. With so the... we're taking Jay Fox off that list. All right, that's Vince true. Vaughn's got no Vince Vaughn stays. Excuse, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're come way back to us later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd say that's pretty much Brad Pitt's character. We'll yeah. get into kind of some of the other stuff. They give a quick breakdown of his like little group too. He's got his ragtag uh, exactly, yeah, that's glorious where we're bastards going next. team. We kind of mentioned the. Uh, 
the all of the names earlier, but they do kind of very quickly go through. I was going Mighty Ducks, but you can go any yeah. one of those movies where yeah, they or Inglorious Bastards, <laughs> run down his exactly. little crew, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, or Ocean's Eleven, which was another. Which at this point, I'm thinking, like, is this is is Dummy Brad Pitt just taking Ocean's Eleven? He's like, I loved Ocean's Eleven and I loved Inglorious, but well, maybe I think he just I'll like likes mine. having a crew. He's like, I'm not doing a movie unless there's like a crew around me. That's true, yeah. Because even that war movie he made, he had like a whole little like crew. It was like Shia LaBeouf and the guy that plays Which Punisher. One? Did he make like a another... make a tank movie? I forget what it was. Tank Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a California with a K. But um, what's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? Um, but yeah, so there's Topher Grace is like the uh, he's kind of the most noteworthy. They all have extremely yeah let's stereotypical. Not, wanna, we're not gonna do the rundown of these personalities. Guys for <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, I guess really steals overall he steals the show in the movies he's the I'd say. he's like the most stereotypical war kind of general I do like uh, whoever I don't know who the actor was but his personal assistant his uh, Gary from Veep if you will who <laughs> yeah. had like always had his bag yeah, on him his to, like, to him. Bag. even when he was like not to jump ahead too much but when you see Brad Pitt with his wife his like Sidekick is like, should I not be here? Or uh, like, he's there with him at every beck yeah, and call, yeah, for yeah. sure. Which is probably, you know, these major political figures. I guarantee this is, is true. Yeah, like, I sure. guarantee. But um, and then as well, but Topher Grace plays, and we'll get into this in a little bit. But he plays like a like a publicist. Yeah, he's a civilian. The, he's not like actually yeah. in the army. And they like the brought him in to like help with you know what I mean, uh, some political strategies. Yeah, and they just kind of sell the whole but thing. But they to the really public just of go through there. very quickly, and they're all extremely specialists. Where it kind of <laughs> yeah. took on that Ocean Eleven feel. Where like he brought on, they're all like master. Like here's the tech, you know. Uh, yeah, no, here's guess, Campbell. Yeah. Here's Campbell, the he's technology the guy. This guy does computers. This guy. Does weapons and this <laughs> exactly. guy goes uh, so they're all kung just, fu like all very right. in like two minutes or you know in a couple minutes they give you all about Brad Pitt mm-hmm. then they schlop together his entire ensemble the next group. thing you know he's like the general of the US Army going to uh, Afghanistan yeah. so yeah he was famous for the stupid bullshit he did in Iraq it was like I forget what he did. He had like a slang for it, like schlop. Okay, he was famous yes, for right. schlop, where he's just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. really good Snort. at like getting everybody, the, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, like in the line and on the same page. No, he's amazing. Yeah, I mean, they paint him out to have a. You know, he went to like we said, he went to West Point. His dad Correct. was yeah, a fucking he's the general. Man. Like he's been, you know, he takes the military. He was conceived in Leavenworth. But they sent him <laughs> to him and his crew to uh, Afghanistan to be the new four-star general there to do an assessment detail. First thing they got to do is do an assessment of. Like, of what do you need? What do we? Go- What's going on yes. here? But no, tr- but no more troops. No more troops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm gonna uh, uh, the dude that plays the biggest, the world's biggest asshole in every movie. Yeah. What was that guy? You know oh, I'm talking um, about the guy that name plays is, like, uh, the, uh, Obama. The Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck. You would exactly. know him from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, definitely from Ferris Bueller's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. he's the sick guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was also on a. Uh, Spin City with Michael J. Fox. Am I getting that? I think he was on that. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. He's been in. He's been in tons of things. Yeah, he's known from everything. He's always <laughs> an asshole. Yeah. Much like Anthony Michael Hall, the most known from uh, Ferris Bueller's, where he's like Devin said, the yeah, fucking, the eighties, uh, the kid that's sick that fucking yeah. uh, he gets the, that his dad has the car that Ferris takes out right. and that whole thing. <laughs> oh, that goddamn car! But unlike Anthony Michael Hall, this kid looks fucking exactly like he did in Ferris Bueller. For sure, yeah, and that's a good point. That is like Anthony Michael Hall. 
I even wrote this in my notes, too. There's no child actor in the world that's grown up to look more different as an adult than Anthony Michael <laughs> yeah, Hall. Yeah, for sure. I don't even mean Absolutely. that like, in a bad way. No, like definitely. You can like look at Alan Ruck and be like, oh, that's the asshole from Ferris Bueller. 100%. But you tell some people, like, dude, that's fucking... Du- or not Ducky, but like that's the kid from Weird Science, or yeah, like yeah. any of those uh, any of those John Hughes John movies Hughes movies. Sure. It's a fucking no way. No, for yeah, one hundred percent. And he's also like just going through his because he's been in some you know things that you remember over the years. He was in Dark Knight. Yeah, there's yeah, a couple yeah. other things where he like pops up from time to time. But then I was going through his IMDb. He like never stopped. He's been in tons of you know whether it was TV or that's just true. like you know he 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 uh, obviously took a little bit of a dip in popularity with some of his movies but like every couple of years he's in a movie that you've heard of for sure pretty much since the 80s well he knows so. his stick you know old AMH he ain't uh, getting any uh, starring roles anymore but he's got yeah, his true. niche <laughs> as true. the uh, as like sure. number two on the call sheet maybe number three <laughs> number getting paid maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. Number AMH eight, but... you know that's what I call him AMH <laughs> come on what do you call him <laughs> I usually call him the kid from all those John Hughes movies, yeah, but <laughs> AMH time. AMH, AMH. All right, perfect. In fact, that's what I'm doing with every action in this movie. <laughs> BP. So yeah, it kind of gives you that breakdown of all who all they are, and um, so yeah. So they're doing the assessment though. Here, okay, and they are doing the assessment. And here's something that I liked, and I think maybe why this is another reason too is I'm like, oh, I like this movie because I just like. Learn. I don't want to say I learned something, but whenever I like heard something a lot, where like, it's a coalition of a bunch of different countries, all in like you know, where I got a coalition of countries in Afghanistan doing yeah. assessing this. It's this to me like put words to picture. I was like, oh, that's what that is. Like this is the Iceland office, and like this is that. I was like, I yeah, get yeah, that yeah. now. <laughs> I see okay, it. I see. Yeah, it's like a big. You know, I like, like this movie. I'm learning something. <laughs> that's what it looks yeah. like when you're in the. Uh, I needed to see it to like, like understand visual. what the fuck people. Are. I understood what it meant, but to like see it, I was like, oh, I get it. Like I mean, there's a table of Ukrainians over <laughs> yeah, here, yeah, a couple exactly. of Spaniards over there. It's a big, you know. It's like uh, whatever that thing those kids in high school did. That I was never a part of junior uh, <laughs> yeah. UN or whatever. I was like I get it. Yeah, what They're... was that group called? But, Fucking um... nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess at this point in the movie, though, he gives the suits his assessment deal. Asks for forty thousand more troops. They say no way. They're kind of pissed off about it, and they also tell him, "Don't you know? Don't let the report get out. We'll talk about yeah, it." Yeah, they're face also to at face. this point. Uh, I guess they did the general election in Afghanistan, which apparently, like the guy, they didn't want to won. I don't know. They say that he won in shady circumstances. I don't know if he won in shady circumstances or if they just didn't want him to be president. They claim yeah. he's like a. It's, it was Kingsley, it was the Kingsley. hilarious yeah, dude yeah. watching Dumb and Dumber. But they claim he's like a drug addict and his brother's a, a criminal lord and all this kind of stuff. So they didn't. Want Want him to be the president, so they need to get the right president in before he can assess. And he's yeah, just like, I'm already agree. assessed. God damn it! I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not waiting for an election. <laughs> I do like what the uh, Afghan like American soldier guy said at that point too. Oh, he's yeah, like, he's another. Guy he was like, dude, in. they just don't get it. Like the president's alive, everything's fine. <laughs> yes, he's like, we don't understand this election. Yeah. Like, uh, like we are going to vote for who the officials tell us to, or else we will have our heads cut off. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, all right, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. I guess we should as well, real quickly. One thing that we that we perhaps the biggest thing that we should have mentioned earlier uh, about Brad Pitt that we didn't, however, was that he's a little bit of a rogue agent, like a rogue general. He's got his own yeah. theories, his own ways. He's to do not things. afraid to do things his way, which is the most anti-Milleristic yeah, like, right? philosophy yeah. ever. But he's one of these guys. He's not afraid to. He's like, one of those people that no, I'm not. He'll say what everyone's thinking. You yeah, know, like, exactly. But should be. And saying, like, I'm yeah. not going to let the bureaucracy stop. 
about me. So just because the president doesn't want my assessment to get out yeah. doesn't mean I'm not going to leak it. He had a job to do, and he uh, <laughs> went through the red tape to do it. Exactly. So he does things his own way. And One of those things was uh, was eventually leaking yeah. the assessment. <laughs> yeah, let it kind of <laughs> slip out there. Yes. So he does that, and then um, everyone's freaking out. The suits are like, oh, no, where did this come from? You know, let's just try to put Topher a lid on Grace. this. Yeah, and Topher Grace <laughs> is like, hey, man. He's twiddling his thumbs like, I don't know who thought of that. Yeah, the exactly. publicist that they brought in to be part yeah. of the fucking war. Maybe. <laughs> well, he's also the one that says he should do, Brad Pitt says he should do a 60 Minutes interview. And his army publicist is like, that's the worst idea ever. And Topher Grace is like, that's the best idea ever. And Brad Pitt does things his own way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's what they were brought in Topher Grace for. So they little... do a 16, which I guess must be a real thing. Like well, me and Devin read. This, this is, is yeah. around about now I start going, all right, this must like. Be real? Yeah. Just because this whole 16 Or at least like would be thing, very like, easy to, to to figure out if it wasn't The fact or... that they didn't call it like newscast or like. Yeah, yeah. You know, whatever they do on, like, it's some fake news now. The fact that it was, like, 60, 60 minutes yeah, specifically, sure. it was just like, is this yeah, real? Yeah. No, they had Ed Bradley. Yeah. Uh, Did this happen? Were... <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, the first kind of thing. So he does a 60-minute interview, and Topher Grace kind of whispers before, too, like, ask him how much FaceTime he's had with the president. And kind of, like, throws Obama under the bus. Okay, yes. Another thing, too, but it was, like, specifically Obama was the president. It was another part where I was like, wait, is this real? <laughs> like, Obama? I couldn't like... wait, actually. Uh, I'm sorry, yes. Keep on going. Because... Go to the next point, anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Obama, he kind of throws Obama under the bus, and then Obama's like... For not getting any FaceTime exactly, with him. Exactly, not getting any FaceTime with him. He's only met him once. Correct. In the entire time. And uh, yeah, the whole time he's been there, only yep. met him once, and then after that, you know, which I think is not even true. I think before when he was complaining with his military buddies, it was that he hadn't even seen him, and then when he when when she asked him, I think he was even like covering for him a little bit. Although I could be wrong. That's yeah, he, kind probably, of a minor he probably met him once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably, probably makes more sense. I'm sure like he gave him the job. Yeah. He's like, uh, Brad Pitt. <laughs> BP, you gotta go to uh, BP. BP, you're my uh, you're my number one on this one. <laughs> that was actually me, guys. We didn't have. <laughs> I know, that was, uh, yeah. I'm killing it. Over here, I so. can confirm. There's no Obama. <laughs> here. Obama's not here. <laughs> but I do think he met him at least once. We got yeah, the job. yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, that was. But uh, since his 60 minute interview went out, then Obama was like, "All right, look, I'm gonna give you some FaceTime. Yeah, uh, BP. <laughs> gonna give you a little uh, FT." But so, yeah, they gets a lot of backlash from him. Like, what were you thinking? You shouldn't have said that. And he just plays yeah, yeah. dumb. Like, oh. And I see also, what uh, I want. Hilarious. Him pretending not the old, um, <laughs> the old, uh, oh, I can't hear you. You're breaking uh, up. Yeah, thing. yeah. Like, the, but they even had, like, a 10-point plan difficulties. for the kids behind the corner, like, counting down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. As they're just like... Can you hear me now? Because Brad Pitt, he's, he's an old-school kind yeah. of army gen. He doesn't like this technology. Well, this thing is not working at all. has been using that face-to-face uh, thing since probably, like, the 1950s or whatever. However, uh, <laughs> doing his uh, Brad Pitt doesn't like uh, Skyping with other... Uh, political dignitaries, so he did a hilarious pretending. I don't think like, he likes skyping at all, <laughs> <laughs> but especially with these guys. Yeah, but yeah, he did a hilarious pretending like the uh, the sir. I can't hear you, sir. I can't hear you. Yeah. So, but uh, but he gets a face to face with Obama. They're gonna meet him at this airfield. Which at this point I'm very. I was gonna say it earlier, but at this point I'm very excited to see who is actually gonna play Obama. Yeah. You know what I mean. I was hoping for Fred Armisen. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I was kind of, I, you, you kind of figured that there might be a blow off. Uh, I, I had a feeling this meeting might not happen, but dying to find out who was going to actually get, was it going to uh, actually be playing? Yeah. Obama well, actually, I don't think this at this point they even said Obama yet. I think they just kept saying the president. And then you, know, you well, see. Well, they showed like the news conference oh, yeah, that's true. of him doing a speech. That's like, right. They definitely referred to the fact that like you were expecting it to be him. Yeah, correct. That's right. You're right. You're right. But yeah. But they did a very uh, uh, Wilson from Home Improvement <laughs> and <laughs> kept Obama's face. You couldn't really Wait, see. Wait, Obama was Wilson on Home Improvement? <laughs> Early years. That's right. Uh, they did. Uh, Ob- like The president, the guy who's playing Obama, they never showed his face. Yeah, He's always had a face. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I think the, the, the face-to-face, too, is also a blow-off. He, like, takes a quick photo with him, tells him, hey, we ran out of time. Sorry. Sorry, just... we got a flight's going to go over here. Yeah, Smile well, at the camera, Jim. Yeah. And then, like, a very... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so Obama was not... Well, I'm going to get into it later, but Obama was not portrayed well at all in this movie. Yeah. Just saying. We can kind of talk about it. I, we'll, we'll finish our rundown. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. But, but then, so, okay, I guess... It, at this point in my notes, it says, gets boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say make that point, too. As a, up to this point in the movie, I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty funny. I'm, yeah. like, laughing at some of these This is definitely kind of the, uh, the, the end of Act 1, I would say. Correct. And yeah. you're right. At this point, it definitely has, like, you're just at now kind of figuring it out mm-hmm. that it is a biopic yeah. and not just, like, a straight-up uh, uh, Inglorious bastard style But to me, they thing. are doing it, like, in a comedic way that, uh... I was going to say this later, but I hate – no, I'll save this for later, what I really thought <laughs> first act reminded me of. Just because I think it's going to drive you crazy, and I don't want to get into it. But uh, but uh, so from here, like you said, it kind of gets boring. What they kind of do now is shift into – like Devin brought up earlier, this uh, military effort is very intentionally being portrayed as, as them trying to uh, – you know, not go there and just kill everybody, but kind of like stabilize the area Correct. and instill the democratic system that we were trying to force on. You know what I mean? That was that we were trying to uh, let flourish Correct. there Correct. or whatever politically correct terms you want to use for the whole thing. But so that was definitely so they gave you a rundown of what counterinsurgency was and what insurgency was mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like all of the locals that are just rebelling against and then counterinsurgency, them trying to kind of trying to just like convince the locals. That they're there to do a good thing. Yeah, to help. And them. that was pretty much schools the and roads essence of and, yeah. the war. It was a war that was really not being fought on traditional battlefields at this point, but more like in the minds of yeah. the. And this is very much where him being a rogue, do it, mom. I got my own theories. Takes place mm-hmm. because he had his own theories on how to like properly instill and fight the the you know what I mean this insurgency or whatnot. Correct, because that's what he keeps saying too. We're fighting a war. Like he's always making a point of like for sure. we're in a war right now. Like we're not just uh, dicking around and like writing yes. on paper. Like because as politically correct as they uh, established that the. Military has to be in terms of they can't shoot anybody. They're Without very they careful with the yeah, violence yeah, yeah. They had, that they use and all of that kind of modern age warfare that we heard about. He, you know, that they they show that they're very much playing by those rules. However, he's very much engaged in being the general of this battle. Correct. However, he's trying to do it in a more, uh, uh, you know, like like I said, I don't use propaganda as like a negative term. But he's trying, he's trying to do it in a more you know philosophical way, mm-hmm. where he's trying to th- you know change the theoretical opinions of the people rather than just like bomb the shit out of them. Exactly, you know? and he, I think he too believes he can actually do it. Also, you know, what I mean, it's yes. an attainable win. It's a war that will have a win. 
that they can do it. I've never fought was, a war that I couldn't win, you know, yes, some bullshit exactly. like that. Yeah. And I did feel it was very kind of ironic, thematically anyway, but, uh, and I don't know how intentional it was, but how it was very kind of similar to, like, his whole tactic from the way he had a lot of strategy towards, like, almost counterinsurgency towards the American public of the military, where he had the publicist mm. trying to portray the army, look, you know, to look better. Correct, at this yeah. point, At this point, people had become so tired of the war um, Americans were anti-war at this point for the most part in like for sure. what year was this in like 2000 and like how how this was supposed to be 2007-ish 2009 yeah, somewhere, somewhere around, around there yeah. so at this point you know what I mean we had been there for eight years they keep on saying and, and everything yeah. like that so the American public was getting weary and I think he was as well very conscious of that that's why he leaked the information and went on 60 Minutes he was trying to change the minds of Americans Correct. and when they did the whole counterinsurgency thing it felt it was ironic that his that he had these same strategies towards the American public. However, they never really acknowledged that. You know what I mean? But like he was using the media and all that stuff to really try to get the Americans on the side, as well as he was doing that with the Taliban. For sure, yeah. You and that's uh, you know that's a great point too. And getting back to my point, like I said, this is when the movie gets bored. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. None of that was fun or funny. <laughs> you know, it's a great but, point, and he does do all of that. But like Jesus Christ, yeah. Dude. So they give you, but it, it was very quick, the dirt style, like fifteen minute <laughs> montage, like like five minute montage. Where they're like, all right, here's a bunch of other stuff. Anthony like, Michael Hall's all right, crazy now we'll get on heroin. Back to, uh, <laughs> yeah, now we'll get back to the funds. So, so they have the. Uh, Although there is heroin in this movie. Yes, there <laughs> actually is. Great call. But um, so so after they kind of give that spiel and they establish that he is you know using that tactic more, and then mm -hmm. as well he does want to go into the more the harshest uh, uh, land, like the most hostile territory, yeah, and start the uh, anti-insurgency program there because somebody tells him at the very beginning too like those two areas cut it off like yeah. you're never going to be able to change the minds for there. sure and this is like mm, you know brad I mean? pitt can do anything he sets his mind to yeah. it so he doesn't fucking let go of homedale or whatever but then sets up camp down there mm -hmm. because he wants to and then again that's kind of you don't know if he's doing it to prove a point but it was a very uh uh, uh you know maverick style like outlandish yeah i'm it was, doing it my own way i'm thinking outside the box i'm an unorthodox rogue military <laughs> general for you know what i mean so yeah, no, for sure. It Again, is. it, it is was pretty exactly boring. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, although I did love the scene where he's talking to the Marines, who are like the actual kids on the field, because there's like two actors there that are like, a re like up and coming actors, Ian Poulter and uh, ah fuck, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, man. Okay. They're like a do like get out. great job. Yeah, in Atlanta, they do a great job. Like they're just acting is almost like too good for the movie. You can tell, like <laughs> like I said, this movie's full of actors who are like big actors who like have already established and up and coming like kind of actors. Or, like, yeah, this kind yeah. Of and so they have more of a point to like not phone it in, like really prove. And, yeah, like, yeah. Dude, the fucking uh, Lakeith Stanfield fucking kills it, dude. See, like, I didn't really like Lakeith nah, Stanfield. Slumped <laughs> shoulders. Like he had a very he was giving kind of like the. I mean, these are and again. I'm kind of looking at it more from the realistic standpoint. It was like he's calling – this is just like a regular uh, Marine, you know, foot soldier in essence calling out the whole general of the army. He's like, but we don't understand what we're doing here, sir. With all due respect, this is bullshit. And it's just like, all right, fucking dude. Like drop and give me 20 for fuck's sake. You know, don't talk to the general like that for God's sakes. You know what I mean? But it was just like these guys are like into what they're doing. They're not sitting No, I know, but 
think the whole reason that he's bummed out too is because like, dude, they're giving out awards to fucking people who aren't being violent. For sure, fucking bullshit. This that's we're trained marines. Like this is horseshit. Then who am I supposed to shoot? That's true. They give awards for people for not doing it. No, again, that was definitely a very political feeling of the movie very p- political Correct. theme yeah. where they're very much establishing the fact that the United States military was super super cautious to do anything bad mm. and that was at detriment of them of their own efforts in the war yeah. and that was kind of the whole point of that scene however it was just like to me kind of reeked of <laughs> them just reeked. needing to establish that you know what i mean but it was a great but you're right though like uh, just just saying that the the acting was too good for it. Yeah, there was you know definitely I mean? as was he's like, there, like just like definitely acting the shit out of it. It just was like almost out of context compared to twelve monkeys' face and fucking Batman yeah, exactly. voice. It's just like, like all right, take hand. it easy, Stanfield. Like, you don't want the claw, do you? <laughs> like you're making me look bad yeah, here, yeah, goddammit. Like shut up, Keith. <laughs> oh, but, Keith. Uh, but so they so then Obama does eventually uh, after the sixty minutes piece where uh, Brad Pitt makes Obama look bad mm-hmm. says he doesn't get anything. Obama does then uh, although blowing him off does uh, give him uh, thirty of the forty thousand troops that they said that they weren't going to give him any more troops. Of course, Brad Pitt needs the troops. God damn it! Well, let right. me talk to the president and tell him what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but then so he ends up getting thirty thousand. Uh, yeah, uh, he troops. does get thirty thousand. So then they need to rally up in a very eighty movie like we gotta rally it we're going to Europe <laughs> 10,000 montage <laughs> yeah. which really dude isn't 30 grand enough like yeah, don't you real. open Figure too out, high right? like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly but no, they, we're gonna... so they go to Europe to round up more troops Euro where they trip. meet like a hilarious French French yeah. dude do a national mind, but, movie. but the German I don't think so those fuckers won't do anything nice and then they get hijacked <laughs> by at the time I was I, I, I thought I've got in my notes who's this Tilda Swinton wannabe hijacking the presser turns uh, out it was Tilda yeah, Swinton, it was Tilda Swinton. <laughs> another A-lister in this movie yeah, I was like what the but I understand what your point is, but uh, <laughs> again, that scene came off uh, very just preachy. It's just like these pres- these journalists and press. First of all, she would have said her one point, but then the second she stopped, all of the other journalists would be like, "But Mister, can I ask a question?" They wouldn't have let her like fire off four more questions sure. well, with he does nobody give else the, uh, even. Ri- it's all right. It's all right. Because <laughs> they do go to take the mic away from her at one point. He kind of gives her like the no, no, no. Yeah, he like That's waves true. his claw. At- <laughs> <laughs> but she totally reads him the. Act. This yeah. war is bullshit. <laughs> it was nothing like the effort in the 40s. 40s. You guys just know what you're doing. <laughs> you're letting way too many Jews survive <laughs> in this war of yours. <laughs> Tilda Swinton was just a nailed it <laughs> German warmonger, uh, but no, she basically reads him the riot act for the. Yeah. Uh, she does call him a good man, you know. She uh, she starts out with props. Uh, you're a good man. <laughs> I've been listening to you for yeah. forty. Because that's when you, you learn that uh, ten minus two equals twenty. I was like, I like this. Yeah, thing. they he's teach you this, all about how you see by starting war, you're going to turn some of these people against you. <laughs> yeah. And now they're really not going to. It was very, a lot of, Devin said, the boring part featured lots of cliched political opinions mm. by, by Pitt. So Pitt definitely got his political feelings in. And I feel like Tilda Swinton's speech was Brad Pitt's feeling on the fucking whole Afghanistan sure. wars. You know what I mean? For sure, that's Plan B Productions, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so uh, Swinton reads him the Riot Act, and uh, yeah, he Swinton reads him the Riot Act. But then he still um, 
he stills go. What that's in Germany. I think he gets his ten thousand troops in Germany, too. Right? Yeah. They find out afterwards that Swin does. After oh, wait, they find out Swin wasn't even like really a German consulate. She was just they like literally referred. To, oh, she was just some baddie chick. Who knows yeah. what she was doing? Like they're gonna give you the troops, no problem. Yeah, that's right. They do say that. That's <laughs> yeah. true. But not only do they get the ten thousand troops, but they also, I guess, get intro- you get introduced to two new characters also in the movie at this point in the game. Oh yes, you Great find call. out who's narrating this goddamn movie the whole time. <laughs> yes, is uh, Scoot McNary, who is the Rolling Stones reporter, and he's like, "And me," and you're like, "Oh, there he is." Yeah, yes, exactly. And uh, Topher Grace, who's like the PR, introduces him to a reporter that, in their minds, I think. Is just writing like a fluff piece for him. Like, all right, we're doing a good for job sure. here. Which course, is this guy's old... going to tag along with us, write a great story about us. Yes, yes. What... But again, this is like I was saying a little bit of them thinking outside. It was not really established that Brad Pitt set up this Rolling Stone sure. whole expose, but very much his rogue style of being a general, yeah. letting a Rolling Stone journalist accompany with him through this mission through Europe as you're trying to rally up troops for the war. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's a totally insane and like and it's hilarious I guess later on uh, when they show the actual Rolling Stone cover that it was like the fourth place piece behind Lady Gaga and everything else but <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, fact that yeah. this crazy story wasn't even like lead news of in course, Rolling no. Stone and I want the cover of Rolling Stone <laughs> <laughs> yeah Pitt wanted the cover they didn't even give him anywhere close but uh, you know and that was definitely at what point I kind of googled to see if the to find out the actual truth behind it because again why it's not why well, say Rolling Stone you know what I mean it was like why is this being so specific at this point I think I've already figured out this whole thing yeah yeah <laughs> at this point I figured it was I was real this is when I googled to be like alright what's this dude's name like sure, sure, does sure. this guy really have a goofy eye on the book cover <laughs> you know what I mean like, <laughs> let me see what's up with this fucking dude the other character we uh, get introduced to is uh, which Brad Pitt forgets himself they're like he's in a room talking to like, all his in buddies in very dirt fashion he's the loud very Ricky Six fashion they're like can we drink and then he's like hey man we're not in combat zone go fucking nuts you guys deserve it they're like, okay, by the way, your wife's been in your room for, uh, like, two hours now, which we get to see another hilarious Brad Pitt run to his uh, <laughs> hotel room. Yeah. And then he, uh, you get there, and you meet his 98-year-old wife, <laughs> who's Meg Tilly. He's played by Meg Tilly, which is Jennifer Tilly's sister. Oh, wow. Yeah, and she used to kind of be, like, a bigger actress now. And I get that, like, the general's a little older here, so she's supposed to be older. I guess in real life, too, she's only, like, four years older than him in real life. But, like, <laughs> come on. I know he's playing, like, an old general, yeah, but yeah. It's, he's it's, probably it's Brad not Pitt, supposed to look. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You could have gotten a little bit more of a glamorous wife situation, um, I suppose. It just seemed very miscast. It was just like, what's going on here? <laughs> well, I felt it was just very misplaced in general. Uh, I think Devin sounded like a dick there. I'm, I'm going to come out sounding like a dick here, too. Yeah, to come on. Help me out here. Help me out here. <laughs> because I really didn't give a shit about this whining bitch whatsoever. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> to be perfectly honest, like they just out of out of nowhere established, she just shows up in fr- like this is an impo- super important fucking tactical business mission. Yeah, she starts she shows up and starts complaining that they're not going to the Louvre. Come on, we want to like what the fuck I'm are sorry. you uh, like? What are you even doing here? First of all, that's a very like, good point. You know what I mean? Like, and it was just very unestablished. It's like your wife is here. Like, all right, why? Yeah, uh, why is there a this wife isn't? Character yeah, at all? yeah. never like, like comes full circle. And he the movie. never mentioned her earlier. And I'm sure it is very sad for these military wives. 
wives, if you date a general, and it's one of these situations in life, if you marry the person of a certain occupancy, you're probably going to be like second fiddle to that person. Sure. If you marry the general of the fucking United States Army, <laughs> you're going to be, the, you, there's going to be some fucking you're time to go see the loop by the yourself. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like, I, like they didn't establish her uh, at any point. And like Devin said, maybe the fact that she wasn't, it wasn't played by Jennifer Garner helped me not giving a shit about her. <laughs> yeah. But it was just like, I'd like, I just came across, it was like, yeah, I suppose it's sad that he, but he didn't give a shit that he didn't have any type of personal life. You want to know why? Because he's a fucking sociopathic, like, military general. <laughs> yeah. As, like, any good military general is. Sure, you know what exactly I mean? Like, he's be. lived his whole life from West Point to fucking be the general of the war, not to go to the Louvre with you, you fucking complaining, you know? And just complaining what? Finish that thought. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was also, too, like, it's just, like, a plot point. It added nothing to the movie. That, for like, sure. He never, like, she never, like, left him in the end because of it. You know what I mean? There was no, for no sure. like, I guess it did there was, thematically humanize him a little bit. And throughout the whole movie, you kind of, kind of could tell that he uh, was kind of towing the line mm-hmm. on the war where he was really trying to do it from, like, the most earnest, good-hearted military yeah, and place. Again, so he really believed he in thought his they mission would win good this mission. and they yeah. were going to win and all of this kind of stuff. So it was just, like, so important to him, mm-hmm. you know. And to provide roads and schools and everything. Yeah, and also not to get fired. <laughs> he saw what happened to uh, the... The yeah, previous yeah. general also. For sure. But, I mean, so it was just one of those things that, since it was unestablished and since it was, like, such a crazy important mission and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, you just didn't feel bad. Like, I, I just don't know what the point of it was. You know what I mean? I guess it was showing that he had a, uh, a good heart and he was a family man and ultimately he did go out to dinner with her at yeah, the expense sure. of fucking lives of soldiers or whatever. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to take it that far. The gentleman can go out to dinner in Paris for his 30 anniversary yeah however (laughs) you know what i mean no i get it and i guess uh yeah it's just (laughs) really uh i think and again she was very unestablished yeah and and it was no need it was but then he gets a long story short national lampoons euro trip is over (laughs) (laughs) well there was one more important part actually one more huge part what am i from the wife they take it's maybe going from france to germany but after devon says that he goes go wild go crazy which he didn't even really go say go wild go crazy whatever he's like we're off tonight i have some drinks well the troops kind of do or whatever the troops he he, but they were super uncomfortable like can we even drink around the oh sorry they were tiptoeing around it okay Mm -hmm. then they weren't able to fly to germany or out of germany or whatever because of a, a, a weather situations, so they had to rent a bus. Okay, okay. that's right. That's right. And then that's for right. whatever reason, totally unestablished and one hundred percent out of character, this bus ride turns into them like shwinking Jack with the, with Brad Pitt decides I'm not I'm going with the boys. So him and Correct. his wife go on the bus with the troops, and then for some reason they're shwigging Jack and like acting totally inappropriate and out of character for their like stringent military selves. But they're on a bus with the general and his wife that they're trying so hard to be respectful for. Now they're just like totally cut. Cutting it loose, yeah, and, and you wonder like so. this must come back to haunt because it's literally just like, sure. a very out of character. Where even and I thought there was even the scene where the Arab guy t- was gonna have his Tariq moment, where they're like <laughs> forcing him to drink, like they're forcing him to just drink against his Muslim Muslim religion. By the way, yeah, they're forcing yeah, yeah. him to fucking throw away his afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they're there, and then like, but then he was about to have his like spe- he's going nuts and hugging people. Yeah, and the, the Anthony Michael Hall surly guy is all psyched. And Correct. Whatnot. Yeah, yeah, right. It was very out of character for all of them. Extremely out of The only thing that makes sense is because since this, you know, plot point does come with the back and bite him in the ass, this is probably what they were like in real life. 
You know okay, what I mean? Sure. Like some, they were still probably just like military guys on a bus, yeah. without a drink, and go fucking nuts. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would totally believe that. But the, what they, they establish in Correct. the movie, these guys are the fucking like class of the Marines, like fucking disciplined personalities. Correct. And then out of nowhere, they're just like in front of the general's wife. Which was like they were so caught. It just did not seem like it a realistic thing at all. They would have cut loose with their night on the town away from the general the correct. night before, yeah, not correct. on the bus drinking with Jack them. out of the bottle. You know what I mean? Like, and with the report, as there he too. was also yeah, just yeah. sitting there judgingly, not like him and his wife were sitting there, just like you could tell that the party was kind of getting too far for them. You yeah. know, and the Rolling Stones guy is fucking writing. You know, like, per, so uh, yeah. just let me do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was a little bit odd. But so then, Flash, I guess to him, uh, he's finally back at base and he's ready to uh, orchestrate the mission to uh, free Qatar, right? Get the yep. rest of the Taliban out, Qatar, whatever the whatever, yeah, guitar, yeah. guitar. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but, but this was definitely one of the points where I think Devin brought up earlier, where you're just like, it got back to war movie real quick. Well, out I think of even if it turned into a war movie out of nowhere, like yeah. it's like it's like I don't know, like a total scene change. Like, all right, now I'm gonna be telling the troops to do this, and then it goes. Shh, Follow the troops, and look, it was that same batch of Marines we met earlier. Yep. And it turns into like slum shoulder black five minute like action war movie scene. Yeah, like a fire like, sniper, where they're, like fire occupying fight. fucking yeah houses, and it was uh, really well done. Yeah, it was scene. like what movie am I Until watching? Until fucking Stansfield goes rogue again. <laughs> yeah, another does. scene where enough of this shit, and like literally runs away from the troop, kicks the doors down, and Rambo style takes matters into his own hands. Hell yeah, and starts fucking blasting people. He gets but, it done, but the kill the kid that he killed. Or you, you find out he goes to a house. He sees a family. He finally can't take enough of. And again, in a very political slant, they're showing them snipers on the roof, watching other snipers, uh, uh, enemy snipers on an opposing roof. Mm-hmm. However, they can't identify positively that they have guns, so they're not allowed to shoot them. And then all of a sudden, one of their guys gets shot, yeah. and they still can't see. But he just whips out like a missile launcher, like a grenade launcher, start, yeah, a grenade yeah, launcher yeah, yeah. and so starts pl- launching grenades, which he was not supposed to be doing uh, on his. His third try hits the right roof, implying that two other roofs got fucking, hit. Yeah, got you hit. don't really think about it. You just think, like, oh, we missed his target twice. Well, see, I did think about it at the time. I felt like they were kind of establishing the whole tone that had been established when the other – they very intentionally show it land in the house before, and they're like, fuck. And, like, it yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, dawned yeah, okay. in my head. It was just like, man, like, what's going on with those? So then eventually when he does go rogue and run to find the roof himself and go up there and kill them all in one in a single hand, which he does. He fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. finds the Saves two, the shoots them. Yeah. yeah. But then he – goes the into the house yeah. was one of the ones accidentally bombed. Well, there's, there's a dead kid. And there's a dead kid in there. And a he sad feels dad. All bad. Yes. A sad son. And uh, it was war gone wrong. That's His right. Strat- you know. But then they kind of show you like what the strategy is. You know, they give him money and then Brad Pitt shows up and kind of like <laughs> yeah, gives a little talk was, was like, hey man, up. like sorry. They literally like hand him a fucking stack of cash. This literally. will bring your family back, but here, now start a new life. You know, we're liberating you. Yeah. Yeah, We're helping yeah. you out. And that did not come across. That was one of the only times in the movie I felt we'll get into in a minute, but that the American military did not come across very good. Like, Yeesh. You know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is not. At least they're giving them something. Good. Yeah, you no, know what I, I mean? Like, for sure. That's why they had sure. that bag of money but there. But it, it does not, like, uh, you know, did not come across good. Don't become an insurgent now. Yeah, yeah, for Eight sure. Eight minus two equals 20. 
So that happens. Minor success. I mean, I don't know. Would you call it a success or a failure? You know what? They kind of, uh, yeah, they kind of leave it ambiguous. They, uh, I do, I guess, uh, imply that that group of maroons suffer. Uh, maroons, marines, <laughs> that group of maroons Bugs Bunny? suffered. Uh, <laughs> Man, what a maroon! That <laughs> uh, that group of maroons suffered some losses. However, it did look like they succeeded in their mission of like occupying Take that out, area yeah. or whatever. You know. But um, get some schools up there, some roads. Sounds good. But it does really kind of not get finished. It does kind of get cut off because, like, theoretically, what I felt was still going to be like in the middle of this battle. They kind of show Brad Pitt like, you know, these things aren't just one in 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 a, in a day. In a single day yeah. So it's just like it shows them in very hostile grounds. Brad Pitt going to sleep, then getting woken up with mm-hmm. the news that the Rolling Stone, uh, the Rolling yeah, Stones, yeah, yeah, came yeah. Out. and that was pretty much the end of the movie. Yeah, the Rolling Stones they read the piece, not friendly, yeah. and yeah, apparently the guy was not doing a. a Fl- fluff, fluff piece. piece. Spoiler alert! But like they never told him anything was off the record or like try to true. hide anything from him because he really? even says like maybe they thought that they were doing such a good job that they didn't really think they were doing anything wrong for sure. But the reporter's always shocked. He's like, I don't know why they were drinking like this in front of me. And yeah, for sure, like, for sure. Or why just blasting the president right in front of him? No doubt. And he went in his narration. You're getting the p- the, the point that they're gonna. It's gonna not be. It's a not gonna be a good because he's just yeah. like these guys are egomaniacs. This yeah, guy he thinks says, he can yeah. do whatever he wants. So you know. how how he feels, however, these dopes don't. And then I've got just a couple of, of points here of what they said in the snuff piece. Some of the things were that, like I said, uh, that they were egomaniacs, that they talked trash about Obama and didn't agree with the current policies, mm. and as well were drinking all over Europe. These were all true. Yeah. It's like, check, check, check. They were, did talk shit about Obama. Correct. Now, and they didn't get any FaceTime with him, so they established it like they should be talking shit about yeah, him. Obama correct. didn't fucking see the general once. Of course they're talking shit. They didn't agree with the strategies they can't are they aren't allowed to shoot soldiers that are fighting against them mm-hmm. so that's like you know what i mean and they did they were randomly drinking in the one scene that like yeah. it seemed forced yeah. but devin's probably right in real life it was probably that's uh fucking yeah they're probably party and 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. is totally cool with me but in the movie just seemed not with me <laughs> but in the movie but and then uh, uh them being egomaniacs I guess maybe like a little editorialized but sure. uh, in, in case of any fucking successful general i'm sure you're well, a fucking i bit think ego. he's right i think we can yeah. check that box too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I do like how Brad even like it was slanderous. Are, it was yeah. just like you they're know. all figuring out like what should we do, blah blah. blah. And Brad Pitt is like, well, boss, I believe that's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then curtains closed. Uh, no, and then but then they, they were like segway Bob. Well, not even before that, they're like he finally got his face to face with Obama. Obama. It's yeah. like don't be an asshole. One last kick at yeah, Obama. Don't be an I asshole, know, dude. Like, hey, uh, BP. You're fired. <laughs> I was uh, reading this uh, Lady Gaga uh, Rolling Stones episode, <laughs> yeah. and apparently uh, you. Uh, and to my astonishment, <laughs> been, yeah, you've uh, been talking tra- trash about me. You're usually, the Gaga fan. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a little monster myself. Check out these uh, pictures of uh, Lady Gaga. Uh, my daughter's Malaya. <laughs> Turn me on to Lady Gaga. But uh, and then they usher in the Bob. Full circle. And it kind of yes, very full circle. That was my favorite scene of the movie. Was yeah. the it, it it's ending exactly where it started with kind of like a one shot of Brad Pitt and his ragtag group uh-huh. marching through an Afghani uh, airport. Here comes now the new it's group. Bob uh, with yeah. the same problem but a same new group. And the another, revolving uh, door rotates once more. You can't have a four star general having a four-star actor and who is the fucking Bob is no one other than Russell Crowe too <laughs> in an unspoken line cameo. Yes. You know what I mean? He got sure, a, yeah. no lines in that movie. No, for sure. Does he get paid for that? What is Russell Crowe's like know, pay for, for like is it like industry standard? 
Like, and he look, honestly, you're in the movie for 15 and he seconds. honestly crushed it just again, like being too good for the movie. <laughs> yeah. His scene was epic, some somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I had my eyes glued yeah. to the fucking screen. It was nobody amazing. but Fat <laughs> Russell Crowe <laughs> could pull that off. He put it on like 40 pounds for this role. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's kept it on too. <laughs> but that was pretty much it, I guess. Kind of, you know, in a microcosm of the yeah. uh, cluster fuck that. In a lot of ways, was the whole you know occupying situation. Not to get too political on it, but you know it was a lot of uh, you know leadership problem uh, problems from the top. Anyway, there was, and uh, that was definitely kind of the theme of the movie, and definitely mm-hmm. the theme of the ending scene, where you got the feeling in uh, no time at all it was going to be Kevin walking through the airport <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Bob fired. You yeah, know what I mean? And that's gonna that's what you imagine too. Is like the whole. Uh, full circle of the whole movie is just like dude this is an unattainable and even i think uh asshole fair the get asshole from ferris bueller says at one point he's like dude you know this is like an unwinnable war yeah that like there is no definitive for sure winning to this like it's it's not it's impossible yeah to no be for like, sure you're not going to convert a country to like a yeah, turn it into american too it's crazy with yeah. fucking and then can get by giving them cash, but, uh, you know what I mean, like killing their family and giving correct, them cash, correct, and like yeah. forcing them Rhodes. to do an election. Yes, no, definitely. And it's going to keep but, going like that. It's going to be a never-ending carousel for sure. But I guess that will get me into one of my big points for the movie. That pretty much wraps up, I'd say, our actual yeah, the, summary of the movie. For me, for one sure. of the big points though that I really, really enjoyed, from, or really just really, I, I, I really did enjoy it from the movie, and I thought it was super cool. And unfortunately, uh, all too rare. But I thought it was great to really see the United States military get so positively portrayed. You know what I mean? They're always mm-hmm. portrayed in every movie. I joked right about it with Black Panther, where the fucking main villain has to be an ex-Marine. You know what I mean? Sure, but like, sure, sure. Every single movie, if the United States military gets mentioned, it's an evil warmonger that has no care of the, of the people. True. In this movie, the troops were portrayed like really caring about their mission, really believing in what they were doing. You know what I mean? Like, just really being uh, uh, you know just wholehearted soldiers working towards a cause for the absolute right reasons doing mm-hmm. they made very cautious that the American military was portrayed to be abiding by the you know policies of not firing if they weren't armed and being super super cautious and caring of all of the problems and you just don't really ever get to see that in the movie in, in movies yeah and, no, uh, it was true. just really refreshing to like have a, a, a movie about the Afghanistan war where luckily which is a negative situation in our country's history. However, sure. the troops and the military itself really, in my book, came across as something to really be proud of as an American. Well, I think of a lot of it, too. Great, it focused you know? more on a little bit of the upper echelon. You're not seeing the guys, like, on the floor. You're seeing, like, the four-star general, like, making these decisions. For sure. Thinking he's doing the right thing. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely uh, points the finger more in the upper echelon, like you're saying. And I think I brought it up. I alluded to it earlier, but I definitely uh, – the movie was definitely – very unflattering about uh, towards Obama, which again was not very. You don't really see that uh, in Liam, movies. Take it easy. <laughs> no, but honestly, you don't really see that in movies or media that much. Uh, you see Obama getting portrayed so negatively. You're and right. He came across terrible in this movie. I wouldn't say he came across terrible. I guess it would be all be perspective because he, you know, he was trying to pull troops out or whatever. But I will say this: you are right in the aspect that, like, as someone that, like, without getting political, like Obama, it was refreshing to see. 
Uh, absolutely. The left gets slammed a little. I, you know I mean? Because I love Obama. Like, it I was love, nice I love Obama. to see a However, movie. Yeah. It definitely was refreshing, like you said. Yeah. Where it was just like, because it was also not, it didn't come across like you were, you know, like I didn't feel like I was, you know, uh, stumping for Trump by bashing Obama. No, for like, sure. It was not it was like, like, you know, it was a movie that made the military look good, made Obama look bad, but however, didn't really make it feel like it was a very right wing slant. You know, no, exactly. I mean? Yeah, it was, so it was, it was interesting. It was just nice to see, you know. Yeah. Here's what I'm waiting to tell you that's going to, like, I don't know, maybe you'll agree with me or not, but it reminded me a lot of a Coen Brothers movie, man. Like, that was the vibe I got from it, and that's why yeah, I, I could see that. That's actually. why I really liked it, man, because yeah, I mean, it was funny, it was, but also, like, there was dramatic parts. Yes, there was like, a random sure. war scene. It was kind of violent, but not really. It was a little bit all over it the place. It was funny. But Every still character was a little sense. wacky, but good in their own yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's definitely a poor man's Coen Brothers <laughs> movie. I but, would like, say that, definitely. I would guarantee you that the director of this is a big Coen Brothers like, fan. Like, I had to look up for sure. like, a producer or something. Thing on it, no, no they're not, absolutely. But like, absolutely. I could not. definitely get the get the vibe that you're going for. Yeah, in that with like uh, the big stars too, and like yeah, little cameos sure. of like all these big stars. It was just like, oh, dude, this yeah, yeah, it's a very Coen Brothers think of, like uh, a Coen Brothers movie that it's uh, like Burn After Reading, kind yeah, of like yeah, that is a, sure. is a good one. I would think of um, one of those, even maybe like Raising Arizona, where it's kind of like obscure and kind of just like yeah, untradition, like very alty kind of you know. Exactly, I'd like to, I like I could go back to Burn After Reading just because like it is a comedy. You're like, you is know? it a comedy? But it's also like yeah. a drama. Dark. I feel like the description of this movie was like comedy drama war. It was like, dude, there was a part really was of all, all of that. Parts, like, yeah, the movie started off as a comedy, then it got boring. And it was a drama, <laughs> and then there was a war action scene, yeah, and then it was yeah. kind of funny drama at the end. It was like, haha, funny article, drama. You got fired. Hey, there's Bob comedy again. Yeah, for sure. It was like, for dude, sure. They nailed it. No, it was definitely uh, really a, a good blend of all three for sure. Yeah. It was uh, one of those things I'm going to find maybe with some of these Netflix movies. Is Like I said earlier, well, I remember when the movie came out and I saw the trailer and I was like, maybe, but never. It's something I kind of like about this podcast. I was like, oh, look, now I'm going to watch that movie that I kind of forgot about. And to me, it was a pleasant surprise, man. I was like, oh, fuck, <laughs> dude. Like, I liked, enjoyed the movie, dude. Yeah. Like, it was... Uh, it started, I was kind of like, oh, let's see. I mean, I guess with that, should we just go into our official review segment? Should we... Uh... Do you uh, want to get right into the official <laughs> review? I mean, I feel you just uh, tipped your hand a little bit. Well, but, I feel uh... like the whole time I've been... You guys should be yeah, knowing yeah, that I no, like the sure, movie. Sure. I told you that right when I started learning things. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm learning. See, that's when I tapped out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, before we actually give you our official review... Uh, spoiler alert, I liked it. Um, of course, me and Liam got to ask each other our uh, kitschy questions. That ah, we yes, I forgot about our kitschy questions segment. That uh, <laughs> I still want to get a theme song for it. <laughs> uh, kitschy questions. questions. Uh-huh. Where'd you get those questions? That's a good one. That's a good one. Mine would have been uh, kitschy, kitschy questions, question questions. But email us in. How you want to? We want a slow, sexy, Humphrey style. Mashup of the two, perhaps. So, just give you a quick rundown. Our kitschy questions are usually, uh, you know, Liam's the guy that goes to the theaters and um, you know, check usually checks the movies out on the big screen. He's a big screen kind of guy. Yeah, I like the movie going experience and, and me, not uh, more than the movie, the stay at home movie watching experience. And me, I'm a big franchise, uh, shared universe. <laughs> I want to see these movies keep getting Devin pumped wants out. To, Devin yeah. wants to keep them going. 
Yeah. Keep this cinematic universe. Uh, it's gold. Let's, uh, let's keep, keep this it. Afghanistan cinematic universe rolling. That's right. Oh, yeah, baby. So uh, I always wanted to see another sequel for a movie. <laughs> so I guess uh, you want to. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, this one as well. I, I guess it kind of maybe leaves something right at the end there for us. But uh, we will ask our Devin, our, our resident uh, franchise, uh, our franchise guy over here. Yeah. Uh, uh, would you like to see. Uh, War Machine 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, the Bob story, man. Like, I guess I got it pretty easy on this one because it pretty much sets it up yeah. of uh, who the next guy is going to be. For sure. I'm looking forward. And even cast it for you. You got for Russell sure. Crowe. Russell Crowe playing Bob. <laughs> I'm uh, very curious to see uh, what his background is. You know, like... Bob was born to a three-legged bitch named Muffins. Or, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like what his Brad Pitt big, went like, to West Point. Bob yeah, went so to Brad Pitt's whole thing was like, he was, uh, a, he believed he was a late in, like, bloomer in the yeah. Brad Pitt believed in like order and all that. I think uh, our Bob is more of a disarray kind of guy, <laughs> where he likes to let things fall where they may, and the, the grunts are meant to be grunts. And yeah. I think he's going to go in there with more of a hot approach. He looked to me more like he was going to be a Sergeant Slaughter, yeah, and that's in order. There's going to be a lot. He would have made fucking Stansfield drop and give him twenty, one hundred percent. Going to be well, a lot of sort of, <laughs> But sir, I don't think it's right that we're doing this. All right, Stansfield. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so I think it's going to be a lot like that. I'm looking forward to. Seeing what gets him in the hot water, what gets him fired. <laughs> Kills way too many Afghans. That's and then I'm... Uh, Bob's killing all of the Afghans. Yeah, I think Bob's going to go with a more aggressive approach to it. Yes, That's what's sure. going to get him fired. Or, I don't know, it depends who's president this time. Trump be like, uh, Bob is the best. <laughs> General. Bob's doing the wonderful job but killing the all the Afghans. only real reason I want to see Bob do get fired, what lands in hot water, because I'm looking forward to the end of that movie where it's like, and that brings us to Norman. And then in comes George Clooney fucking walking <laughs> up with his whole new B-list uh, ragtag gang. And yeah. This franchise can go on forever for sure. no, as long as it goes really, in this yeah, uh, whole yeah. circle of uh, <laughs> stars and with this Coen brother feel, you know, Nick Cage is going to be in one of these. And, I uh, mean, well, we've got Nick Cage already did the soundtrack. As well. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yet another that's person right. involved. Yet another star involved <laughs> yes, with this project. Right. <laughs> the Greek Nick. All Cage. right, Nick, yeah. we want something with drums. He's like, all right, I got this crazy techno beat for you guys. <laughs> There's some drums. It has a militaristic feel. But uh, yeah, so that's my sequel. Uh, and again, it was pretty much handed to me on a silver platter. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Bob, uh, Bob literally came walking through your uh, through yeah. your movie at the end. Yeah, a little but... wink towards Devin, like there you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so that'd be my uh, sequel, the obvious uh, War Machine Two Electric Boogaloo, starring Russell Crowe, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, twenty thousand more cameos from other big time actors. Uh, so Liam, I guess what I'd ask you. Would you I, see this movie in the theaters? Does it deserve a theatrical release, would you does say? Does War Machine deserve a theatrical release? Uh, uh, my last several uh, uh, ones, I think I've gone with a no on this one. However, for War Machine, I think I'm going yes. Oh, uh, interesting. I just feel that a war movie, you know, like I said, it does take on, you know, a, a war movie, especially at the end battle scene. And mm -hmm. I feel it was kind of a movie that just the the subject matter kind of has a bigger than life kind of feel watching it in, you know, on my stupid little laptop at home, which just <laughs> didn't really quite live up to the whole. Because I can't fucking 
can't hear these things if I put it through my USB. So I'm just watching it sitting on my dumb chair with the thing in my lap. And it's not the way to watch a warm movie. A big movie. Yeah, you sure, know what I exactly. mean? Like, this was maybe not a great movie, as we'll get into in my review, spoiler alert. However, <laughs> it was definitely a, a, a movie. And again, with all the star power and stuff, I'm kind of surprised that it wasn't... Like, it definitely is a trailer that deserves to be on, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got a trailer that deserves to be on before what other, whatever other shitty movies I'm seeing in the theater. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So why not put this one on in the theater, too? For you sure. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. Get, I want to see Tilda Swinton's fucking skinny neck and <laughs> big <laughs> head. <laughs> yeah. I wanna, you're you're going to want to see that one in, in the big screen. Um, but so yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go just for the bigger than life war kind of feel. All right, I'm going yes. All right, all right. I'm going so. yes. I'm gonna want. You're gonna want a, the- a, a a theatrical release. Would I believe enhance the War Machine, Machine. movie going experience? Sure. Okay. So that answers those questions. So I guess now we've been teasing it <laughs> long <laughs> enough. Uh, our official review. Um, I'll give mine first because Liam's is always uh, full of more pizzazz than mine. <laughs> I still haven't really figured out my niche <laughs> yet. It's supposed to be rhyming with Netflix and chill, but most things don't. So I'm just gonna. Well, s- I feel like you've done a remarkable job so far. Although we might be uh, we might be running out of words that rhyme yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to. Uh, I hated this movie. No, I'm kidding. Uh, obviously, I liked it. So I'm gonna give this one a. Uh, <laughs> I want to give this one a Netflix and will you drop and give me 20 because <laughs> nice. 20 thumbs up that is <laughs> because I was a big fan of this movie man like I said a, a Netflix and will, will you drop, drop and give me 20, 20 maggot thumbs up <laughs> that is. it's as good as I could do guys 20 thumbs uh, up maggots because like I said oh, you've man, done remarkably well yeah, with that one. it was a <laughs> pleasant surprise man like I wasn't I was on the cusp watching it I didn't know if I'd like it or not uh Maybe not 20 thumbs up. Maybe drop and give me 10. <laughs> okay. I Just see. because there is a boring part to me. I also should mention I started watching this movie before I was eating. And then I started eating. And then I got sleepy after eating. Okay. I see. And the sleepy so part also coincides with the uh, boring part coincidentally enough. So... But maybe the that's what it part, was. You know, they 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 had to. Uh, maybe I just stopped finding it funny. I was like, maybe this isn't as funny as I <laughs> they thought. They had to it was. change the tone a little bit. Uh, like you said, they definitely did a great job at balancing the movie. Yeah, a lot no. of times when they tro- when when that's when that's their goal, they don't really achieve on on uh, or like when there's not exactly one tone, it feels a lot sloppier. This one, I would say, they definitely did a good job of of balancing it, making it uh, making sense all of the yeah, different. And again, like I said, like I repeat myself, but uh, it had like that Coen Brothers feel to me too, where it was just like a little zany, a little funny, but a little real, you know, serious yes. but uh, like dark humor. I enjoyed it, man. I uh, I would recommend it to somebody if they like that kind of movie. <laughs> if you like that kind of thing, yeah. All right, well maybe we'll 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 talk further actually uh, <laughs> after I give mine, uh, as of course I give the four point. Uh, review where if I like it, I give it a hearty stone cold Steve Austin. Hell yeah! If I don't like it, I give it the David Allen Greer, uh, Damon Wayne's Men on Films. Hated it. If I uh, if I really really like it, I give it the Rudy's Dad. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. And if I really, really don't like it, I give it the uh, Nico Cage oh. from Andy. <laughs> oh, oh, 
So uh, those are my four, and this one was and before kind of... you do. Man, I just want to point out that this is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> it's your official review, just because I look so forward to lis- listening back to these. Uh, they're, they're good. Cl- they're good. These sound hilarious clips. sound clips every week. <laughs> yeah, they're good. You got you got to hop on the sound clip yeah, game. I, man, I got. Uh, so, I'm working. I got something working. It's right behind the swag bag. But uh, Andre Davi is working on it. But. Uh, but I, it was it was up for a little bit of debate, and you were kind of you're kind of you you were really swaying me with the Cohen brothers. I like where you're going with that, I and like, that does put right. it into little proper context, put a little bit of shade of positivity on it. Uh, however, I'm going to oh, be no. giving it my first ever no, get the Nick fuck Cage out of from Mandy. No way. <laughs> yes, here we go. We're going the Nick Cage from Mandy a uh, uh, death scream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, honestly, <laughs> after you give me a little bit of, uh, and this was my first, this is my first Nick Cage. Yeah, man. As I have hated Outlaw King. <laughs> yeah, I thought I listened this... back. <laughs> However, this one, uh, I guess kind of, just to clarify, I guess, my main criteria for it was this was the first movie where I reached the point where I really wished that it was over <laughs> and only finished it because I was doing a podcast sure, about okay. the end of it. All right. Like, and, and that was really where I drew the line. Line where uh, if I was not, if so I was you if I stumbled upon going, if, ah! <laughs> exactly if I if I because it was definitely the kind of movie that I could have seen myself watching on Netflix. Brad, I like Brad Pitt movies. Holy shit, Ben Kingsley and fucking you know mm-hmm. the dude from Ferris Bueller are in it. Fuck, I'm in. <laughs> so I could have easily seen it myself take much getting for psyched for watching it, and then about 35, 40 minutes in, I would have been like, all right, you know what? It's not the worst movie in the world, but I'm going to turn it off. Uh, and never yeah, I get what. <laughs> the point is you know and i guess uh ultimately i guess my my biggest hated i just really hated brad pitt running his whole character i hated his face (laughs) i hated his voice i hated his run i hated his wife i hated his fucking (laughs) barracks i hated everything about stupid brad pitt in this movie you hit it well man i'm gonna be honest with you man you hit it well in this review (laughs) i know that was actually was really trying to i was like i knew i I wanted to make sure to uh hit you with the right on this one i thought this was good oh Hell yeah. And then I hated the uh, a couple of the scenes, the Tilda Swinton press conference scene, like Did I was like joking it? about. It was just so unrealistic, and there was points of this movie, again, let me... Uh, and there's actually a big theme that I want to uh, talk about, why I think I don't like this movie, however. And this might be a very personal thing, and I'm not expecting everybody to necessarily agree with it, but I honestly feel that for me, like an Iraq-Afghanistan-era movie is kind of a little bit too soon for me in a lot of ways... <laughs> Where I just don't really, you know, I don't Let's know. Let's stick it with just, Vietnam still, guys. Yeah, not, uh, honestly, or at least Desert Storm. time is healed on those. But this is just one, like, when it starts off, you're kind of thinking, like, is this going to be the story about how Brad Pitt won the Afghanistan war? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, like, you find out that's not really what it's about. <laughs> but then at that point, I'm thinking, I'm just like, is there some I douchey, win. like, Hollywood executive that's fucking making money off of, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. It yeah. just seems to me like it's a subject matter that uh 
uh, a couple of like there was the what was the Mark Wahlberg movie where it's just like a straight up fire Lone fight. Survivor. Uh, Lone Survivor. Yeah. There are movies that deal with it that are just like uh, like that was a great movie. However, it was just like it's subject matter. I don't think I'm ready to just like sit back and fucking kick my feet up and watch a goofy Brad Pitt movie about the rim. And like I know it's a specific man. thing a, for yeah, me. Yeah, no, but it is. It, the movie definitely just when it starts and it takes that tone and that maybe kind of takes me out of it because I kind of get a chip on my shoulder and then they're portraying Obama to be bad and I'm like, look, you asshole. That's not how fucking Obama. Oh, Obama would have given him. Thank fucking, you, Liam. You know, <laughs> exactly. So there's just like, you know, uh, and then I, I can't help but watch it being like, is this really douchey Brad Pitt's fucking like, you know, uh, uh, ego project about what his thoughts on the, on the, sure. Af- you know what I mean? And I don't really care about your thoughts on the Afghanistan war, Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? So that honestly might play a big factor in just kind of my negativity of the movie. However, uh, yeah. I just, uh, I feel Brad Pitt was like so the main character. Like it was in every scene. I, I hated his character <laughs> and his dumb Batman voice. The only good character I felt was Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> and then I loved all of the Arab guys, however. Every Arab like like prince was fucking amazing. Sure. D- uh, especially the, the uh, Ben Kingsley watching Dumb and Dumber. And they picked my that. favorite scene. They picked the pills are good scene. <laughs> yeah. It was my fucking favorite scene. But, uh, uh, you know, and then the other, like the first goofy president of whatever country they were at was pretty hilarious. Afghanistan. <laughs> I think there was another, guy, another dude that they – there was another Arab guy they met earlier. But uh, So I loved all those guys. And like I said, I really did love the portrayal of the military. It really was like – it was a very tough war for – our troops because they had their hands tied in a lot of ways and they really acknowledged that but you know I just really felt that they for once the American military was portrayed good I'd love to see a movie where a cop gets portrayed as not being a racist bastard oh, but <laughs> you know we'll cross that bridge when we get there though but uh, all in all I just feel that once we get uh, on the uncuffed podcast <laughs> <laughs> exactly shout out to my boys at the uncuffed podcast but uh, I just really uh, got to the point where I, I, I would have turned it off if it wasn't for the podcast. No, Jesus and because Christ. of that... Much like War Machine, I gotta this is the a... boring part. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spit it out, Waylon. Now, can <laughs> I bump you up to maybe I hated it? <laughs> I mean, honestly, your Coen Brothers thing was definitely... Because uh, from that standpoint, I definitely... Uh, I definitely dug, dug what you were saying, and I thought that they did a good job, like I said, at balancing it. But from the same point, like you said, would I recommend this to somebody? I would not. Yeah, you know, sure. Even if they liked like warm, if they told me, oh, I was just watching Band of Brothers, they would be like, oh, dude, you got to like, watch Yeah, warm I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? I, I think so it's, it's like interesting perspective, personally, of like, all right, this is the kind of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. I'm so used to seeing the movies with like the people out on the field that – I, and like I said, I was learning something earlier. Is what I kind of liked about yeah. like it puts in a lot of stuff that you hear about it. Now I feel that lot, for but... you, your Netflix, and really you drop and give me uh, down to ten thumbs up. I feel uh, is some of that maybe based on the fact that, like you said, it was a pleasant surprise. Sure, and you didn't hate it as much as you. I'm thought not going to say it's would. a great movie. No, you know, no, no. but like, I'm definitely saying it's not a. <laughs> I mean, it got that. it got a forty eight percent. So and this is like King didn't get a Mandy scream. I don't think this. <laughs> 
one warrants one. But you're throwing these things out willy nilly. Goddamn, Roma didn't get you know, a Rudy's dad. Looking back, I probably should have Rudy's dad, Roma, just to give a little bit of legitimacy to my list. <laughs> when Roma has the little, same, uh, when when the Dirt EXO and Roma are all ranked the same, I guess you can't really take. You got to take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> yeah. However, I will stand by with the the fifty the fifty two percent of people on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. that agreed with me. I will say, yeah, this movie didn't do. Uh, this movie was a stinker, but but I uh, liked it. Yeah, well, that's Netflix for you. You know, yeah. they reach different a little something uh, for everybody. Yeah, a little something for everybody. But and I guess uh, speaking of a little something for everybody and all this talk about Brad Pitt, let's get him in one of his more famous roles. <laughs> one, of, one that Liam and I. What this agree podcast on. needs is a little bit more Brad Pitt. And here he comes with our favorite segment: What's in the box? What's in the box? So that was uh, the Brad Pitt that we all know and love. Oh, this, doing it. What's the box? What is in the box? What's in the box? What is in the box? He wasn't very. What was the dude from uh, Gunny? Full Metal Jacket, yeah, uh, Sergeant Gunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't like very, you're a piece of shit. Well, yeah. he wasn't a drill sergeant. He I, wasn't. Detri- I don't think oh, that's at that true. point. And I was going to say that earlier. I don't think at this point in the military, someone can make you drop and give twenty. <laughs> like, that's true. You're already an established soldier. Yeah. If he's just like drop and give me twenty, I'm like what? But on Bob's watch, they will. In the yeah, sequel, Bob, yeah, Bob, you're giving twenty. I don't care where you rank. <laughs> All right. So the box is. Uh, you heard our uh, shaking box sound. You heard the sound shaking. Box. We are. Uh, we've got a box full of ping of, of Easter eggs oh. with movie titles stuffed inside. All right. So and Devin is going to reach his hand in and pick one out to see episode, what we're going to be around. potting about next, casting about next. All right. Here we go. It's uh. Devin has the car. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is going to be a little interesting. It's uh definitely a different movie. The next movie we are watching on Netflix. At least Devin's heard of it, which is uh, 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 always always a, a fear for me. I'm gonna throw this one out here, dude. I've actually seen this before. Oh, interesting. But I'm definitely gonna look at the different eyes for this. We're watching Mowgli: Legend of the Jungle. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. It, is this a? Uh, this is the Jungle Book. But it's like straight up. It kind of came out around the same time or right after the Disney like Jungle Book adaptation. Live action one, correct? With it's live. Bro? This one's live action too. It's uh, just Andy Serkis who played like Gollum and does like all of like. If there's ever a movie where someone's like got all the tennis balls attached to him and they're playing like the okay, monkey, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's this guy. <laughs> right, he's nice. the. Uh, I don't know. He's in a lot of stuff. You'll know who he is, but he's usually he was King Kong and goddamn King Kong. <laughs> but he directed this movie and okay. like. There's a lot of fans. Now, is it like Christian a Disney Bale production? No, is it not. a? It's just like a straight up like spinoff telling of the Jungle Book. Like Jungle okay, Book just isn't a Disney movie. It was also like okay, Rudyard Kipling's book. Okay, I gotcha. So this is I. All right, interesting. It's a more violent, darker version of the Jungle Inter- Book. Is it no a, t- s- a, a Netflix TVMA. There's no singing in it. Oh, well, I'm not telling. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> You'll find out the next episode, but. It probably is, man. Well, give us the stats. Don't you usually give us the... Uh, I guess you did just give us the uh, yeah, kind of the synopsis. I think Ben Kingsley does a voice in this one. He's and like, more Ben Kingsley? Ben Kingsley? Oh, that might have been the Disney one. I know goddamn Christian Bale is in this movie. Wow. He's... Uh, so from Pitt to Bale, from Pitt pretty to Bale, epic. We're doing uh, a lot of... Uh, from Batman mach- voices. From Machine Gun Kelly to Pit to Bale. Fuck! It's rated PG-13. Wow. Not a TVMA. Interesting. But uh, just give you and a quick rundown. what run year are we talking here? Uh, it was fairly recent. 2018. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you said, it was when the... Directed by Andy Serkis. Just give you a couple names real fast. Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, wow. Benedict Cumberbatch. Wow. Um, Box office gold here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's pretty much it. Cumberbatch, jeez. Yeah, but that's the big ones. Cumberbatch is Shere Khan, is the tiger. Jeez. And uh, so, and now it's one of these. So, are they? They're playing voices of the characters, correct, but correct. Mobley is just real? like uh, here. I'm going to show you a picture real fast. And what will we dealing with here? Oh gosh. So those little dogs have human voices. Okay, nice, <laughs> nice. I mean, very interesting. We can talk uh, anyway a little bit about the. I mean, it's topical with uh, Aladdin and Lion King coming up. Our feelings Fuck on live you. action, you know. So I'm very excited for this one, man. It's okay, gonna be interesting. Uh, it's gonna be a different very one. Very interesting. So I guess with that, uh, that's I guess our official review of this one. Netflix chat. Yo, little sweezy. How much time was that? <laughs> that's a good podcast, yo. <laughs> but no, I'm Devin Barnes. I guess uh, that's Liam Whalen. Get to uh, and that was Brad Pitt. Get to bed, you maggots. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Confused.